Well, hello there, and welcome to this Calvary Longview audio message. We're so glad you've chosen to take a moment to discover with us the truth that can be found in the Bible, and we pray that you'll be blessed by what you hear. Today, Pastor Al is going to be sharing with us a message from Paul's second letter to Timothy. We can't wait to get into God's Word, so crack open your Bible, grab your note-taking tools, and we'll get started. Around, you know, topics that are 
the doctor was done. The doctor is the kid. He did a state of your doctor. God is being tried as a doctor. You know, so you have this thing where Paul says, listen, given that you don't abandon it, don't change it, but you hold fast to it. Because if we didn't get out what Jesus has given us to say for us, what God is being told, it's going to be whatever things we're going to do. If we didn't have that, how do you measure other teachers and preachers? How do you measure those who are teaching falsehood? See, if Paul says they have this, they didn't have this gift in general, they had that in general, and Jesus Christ. They didn't push it to be for anything. They gave the truth so that they could be. Anybody want to see people say today? Thank you. 
that you have come to be noticed as all of us. Because for everyone, we partake only of those that are skilled in the word of the word of righteousness. Praise the Lord. But the solitude belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of youth have their senses exercised and can discern both good and evil. So it's telling them, you know, you want to be famous forever? You just want to be spoon-fed by these little servants for Christian bucks? You want these 20 minutes of sugar, you know, to go with your, you know, some people have, uh, some people have sugar, some people have sugar, some people have sugar, some people have coffee. So, I don't know if you have one piece of sugar, but I think you can say it, but you want to have, you want to have meat. You want to have the word of God, you want to know that you're an adult and mature person. And it's always very common to fly, because the biggest responsibility of church today is how we respond to the truth. How we respond to God's word when he speaks to our hearts. Jesus. So we want to grow in the Lord. We all want to spend time drifting around with doctrine and doctrine, as Paul talks about in the Corinthians. We need to hold fast by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what uh, Paul tells Timothy here in Jesus. There's only way to keep us here now. That's what he tells us here. Verse 14, that there's a truth of his feet by the Holy Spirit that told us. You see, our focus is that we realize that we'll only keep what is most responsible for ourselves by the Holy Spirit. And it's keeping the gospel in our lives. It's only by the Holy Spirit that we're going to do that. See, if we sow to a flesh, that would be a flesh for a reason. For us to, but if we sow to a spirit, we'll reap the spirit. But we want to make sure that it's God's word that we ask in our lives. God's word that we can change that needs to be in our lives and He's changed. You see, when you think about Timothy's journey of the hard part is over. Paul had God's word. He wrote the words of the Testament. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. But he, he gave it to Timothy. So Paul kept it. Timothy did his job. He gave to others. They keep on saying he kept it. And 2,000 years later, it's our job. You may not have asked to be born in the year 2020 with dead memories of facing leadership in the world and the rest of the country. But you were. So deal with it. Deal with it according to the gospel. Deal with it when God's word in your life changed to you. You want the world to change, right? You know, we want the world to change. We want the pandemic to go away. We want, you know, the truth to settle down. We want things just to be kind of that easy. We want just a little bit too much of this world, if you want to be honest with us. So we're going to be too worldly instead of biblically in heaven. And so you have this thing where Paul said he teaches by the Holy Spirit, and Paul passed it on to Timothy, Timothy, and others. All times are, all faithful will be, be faithful to the Word of God, but pass the Word of God into our next generation. Our children, our grandchildren, how faithful. You know, we may be, you know, watching our children, watching our grandchildren. How faithful will we be? I know sometimes it's pressure from families that say, you know what, don't take my son with our my child about Jesus. You just watch him. Where I go, Jesus goes. You know, you're faithful. 
the Bible church, or you know what church is all the church is called? This is uh, that church. Really? Did you hear what this guy said? Don't we have the freedom of the Holy Spirit to preach the word of God? Well, this guy, that guy, this person, and the enemy is using this against the church. Listen, churches in Southern California go to court. September, and the president, uh, the senator, who takes the study for the United States. On a temporary victory, but in, in September, they just get back to pray because in September, it's going to be convened where the churches are in, in California, but it'll go to the nation. Holy Spirit Church says that's what it is. I've already heard from God that they say, so I'll read last week. The churches are sensitive. We need to be open. I understand it was a pandemic. We, I didn't fall from pressure. I knew it was going to be a thing out. So I got to be a I'm not a doctor, but I'm just a pandemic. But I also understand how it happens. I have to listen to the Bible to what you have to say. But see, then you must have come to the Bible itself. See, if the apostles would have laid down under their persecution, really, they would have don't preach this thing. Don't preach the name of Jesus. They would be told that they didn't want to preach the name of Jesus. They didn't want to go out and say something to Jesus. So they said, God could have told us. They want to preach the name of Jesus, but you could have told us. How many of us could use a little more boldness today? You know what I mean? A little more boldness. Not arrogance. This is boldness. And then there's the apostles, the disciples, remember, before they were saved, in John chapter 20, they were humbled up in the upper room because of a fear of the Jews being crucified. And they were like, oh no, we're going to be humbled up, we're going to be able to do some Jews, we're going to do some Jews. Now they're born again, they fill with the Holy Spirit, baptized with the Holy Spirit, and they say, God, give us boldness about persecution. That's the way we should be. We should be not waiting for trouble to die now, but say, God, give me boldness. Give me boldness to invite people to church. If I don't, if I can't share with them, give me the boldness to stand up and bring them. Give me the boldness to set up an invite. Give me boldness to share the word of God with them. You see, Paul was all needed the most by those and Demosthenes who were from the truth. Pressure was on Paul. There we go. The word came from. You see, it's that way trouble gives. There's been trouble, and the trouble is plenty when you're so bold. You really get to hear people who know what they are. You know what they're doing. But what really hurts is what trouble is that people look at. And then when they leave, well, because of the practice, I don't want to go, I'm not going to do that. I'd rather be in my home with my schizophrenic channels, give me with three or four channels, you know, with, with uh, you know, all this gates and everything that we have. I'd rather be like, I don't want to be challenged. I'm afraid of living in fear. That's not the Lord. You see, just think what would have happened if Moses, remember when the Amalekites were fighting uh, in Israel, and Israel was losing the balance, Moses' arms were lifted up, and who did he have by him? There they were. Right, Moses. There they were. There are those guys holding up the arms of Moses, holding up every time their arms are lifted up. Every time their brothers came around, they're lifting up their arms. The Israelites would, they would overcome, they 
visitors to Paul as if his heart is broken, lonely. In this same letter, in the fourth chapter, he can turn down verse 9. He says, He chose me to come to me quickly for Jesus is forsaken me. Tell me the truth. Having loved this present world, and that's the part of the vessel that I can tell Jesus, he loved the world, but in the present day, Jesus checked out. Jesus for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Only we can do is get part and bring it with you. It is useful for you in the ministry. And to Titus, I said to Ephesus, bring the book that I left in Carpus that I could throw us. I was in the the book that was in the Carpus. He was in the Carpus. He was in the Yeah. 
be around him. I love people of faith. We can trust in the Lord and see how he sets free. But you can't ignore this. Trust God. You stand up for God. And then you have the reason why all this is. Why do you have the encouragement of the examples? And why do you need to be men and women that are going to be examples? Good examples? Well, you don't have to break with the chapter 2, verse 1, but it's close. Because he's encouraged us to reproduce and say, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, that you may appear very quickly among so many witnesses that will be too faithful there, and you will be able to teach others also. So he says, Timothy, be strong in the grace. And are you respond to people when they're going through trouble times? Or is that the case? These are now bringing people down and inspiring preachers. Would you be gracious? Don't judge them, you know, they be by the walking or whatever the case may be. You should be gracious. Because being many Christians under pressure is going to come out and react in different ways. And it's seemingly sometimes they're immature and they're, they're, they're irresponsible. But you be gracious to them. And Timothy wants to be gracious. You and I are to be gracious. Let me go to the point of how Christians need to be gracious to one another. We need to be gracious to those who feel like they, they need to wear that. I mean, I see that over and over because it's a single body point of encouragement. It's terrible that we've allowed something like this to come into the church. If you feel comfortable wearing a mask, you need to wear a mask. Bottom line. And we need to be gracious to those who feel that way or don't feel that way. We need to be gracious. We're to be gracious to one another. Look, it's not just metal. People are sitting at home because they're worried about their their uh, health, or they feel they're they're a little fearful, or they're they're living in other things that struggling. We need to be gracious with them. Tell me what you're about. We need to be gracious with them. We're living in unprecedented times, and so knowing here that that Paul is saying the things to Timothy, he's saying, you know what? Here is share these things that you heard from Paul. First thing, did you see that make a difference to me? You can share with them as well. And not just teaching what Paul taught, but understanding that in front of the hard times that Paul taught us to do, Paul was teaching shipwrecks, left alone, and they said, you know, you name it, all the shepherds, they were teaching. It's all about And it wasn't Paul, it was the Holy Spirit in it. But he said, you can be done. You know, don't forget about these things, because I think that today, you know, persecution of religion, when I said this, persecution of Muslim Americans, you know, religion is ridiculous. Persecution of Satan also is ridiculous. Persecution is that five people at the top of the country. Persecution is like, you know, and it's just great. We don't know persecution by these guys. We don't even know persecution yet. And one of the things that's so important to be taught uh, in the United States. Bible school, Bible Bible school, Bible class, is when what I do with me when it comes up that as part of the ministry, is you have to tell them about the Dark Times of History. You have to teach them about that. Give me the Dark Times of History. I'll show you guys to do that. But what do you do when you're holding a seven-day-old baby from your side? First thing you know, it's a seven-day-old baby. You know, you have to raise babies to get them to appreciate the Dark Times. Look at the chapter two, the chapter two that you need to go to those who don't know Jesus and those who do know Jesus. 
We hope you've enjoyed spending this time in God's Word, and our prayer is that you'll take it with you and apply it to your life. If you'd like to learn more about Calvary Longview, visit our website at cclongview.com. While you're there, you can find more teachings, request prayer, or even find out how you can get involved with what God is doing in our city. We hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you back here next time, and remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we.